From the Duck South Studios in Oxford, Mississippi. We're mass communicating. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. This is the End of the Line Podcast, powered by DuckSouth.com. I give it a, uh, a 10. A 10. Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that. And now, here's your host, Rocky LaFleur. I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. Also starring Josh Webb, Jake LaTondras, Rob Kroon, David Ellis, and Ramsey Russell. Showtime. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Showtime, everybody! Showtime! Welcome to the End of the Line podcast. I'm Rocky LaFleur in the Ducks House Studios in Oxford, Mississippi, and it is Monday. Joining me from his Bluetooth, Bob Kroon. Bernie, I- I'm getting the headphones set up. Quit harassing me. I mean, it's like $4. Dude, I- it's not... I- it- well, let me get some pennies rounded up after Alabama. He killed. Dude, they've killed you two weeks in a row. No, 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 friend. They covered first quarter and first half. Miracles on both. No. No, they're one and they're one, one for the season on first quarter, first half. But they did not cover the game like I told everybody on Ducks They did not. They didn't. Nope. I laughed when I saw the final score. No, they never cover the games on games like that. They never do, ever. And we'll get into football at the, toward the end of the podcast, but I want to ask you this. Football-related, do you think reporters just – it's become a game to them to put, push Nick Saban over the edge at these press conferences? Yeah, but I've told you before, he's my spirit animal, and I love it. Did you see the one Saturday? Yeah. (laughs) So for those of you that don't know what's going on, a reporter asked Saban why they would schedule such a soft game. Well, my thing is, you know, because it was Murray State, who they played, right? New Mexico State. Anyway, I don't know of any other team, any other team out there that does not have one or two rinky-dink teams on their schedule. Give me somebody. Just name me one team in the Power Five. I can't. I can't. And, I mean, you know, they got to have them. I mean, dude, you got – you got to play these other kids. I mean, he took his starters out in the middle of the second quarter. I mean, it's not like he's leaving. It's not like he's leaving his, you know, the starters in the whole game. He went berserk. You know, his deal was <laughs> give me somebody to schedule because we we've called them all. Yeah, I love him. He's the best. 
when you play the schedule that they do, I mean, they they always play a premier game, either the first or second game, for the past since I'm going to say since Saban's been there, they've always scheduled one tough out of conference premier game that leaves you with three other games to schedule. And then you have right. eight conference games. Is that right? Am I right in saying that? Yes. yes. What, what are you supposed to do? It's not like you're going to get USC, Michigan, and um, Florida State on your schedule every year. You can't because they're scared to play them. But they are. Just give me a freaking break. Good Lord. Like I said, I think it's become a game to see what hot button that they can push on Saban. I mean, what are they supposed to do? Play the Patriots? <laughs> for, for, for home? Let's, let's schedule the Patriots for homecoming. What, speaking of the Patriots, what about the signing of Antonio Brown after that debacle last week in, in L.A.? I think it was set up. <laughs> Belichick and Saban are a lot alike, and I, I could see yeah. that happening, being set up. Oh, yeah, of course. They probably had that done weeks ago. Oh, man. After he called his boss a cracker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wasn't, uh, what's his name, wasn't too happy with OAB there. I present to you the same scenario. I don't. I don't try to get political with you on this podcast, but I present a, a scenario of a white guy using the N word on Pittsburgh to describe the coach. How well? How 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 blown up would that be? Opposite situation. They're pretty blown up, but I mean, I, is that is cracker even an insult? Like I don't even know. Like what? Or, or, am I supposed? Am, should I be offended? I'm, I'm not, but if it's the other way around, dude, it's it's going berserk. They're burning well, the guy's house down. Yeah, well, that's that's where we are. Presley, is Jesse past wits in? Jesse is not having a very good week in. He's glad it's Monday, and I don't know who they have. Uh, this weekend, but it doesn't look good, whoever it is. I, I looked at their schedule, their remaining schedule. Uh, I'm going to pull it up while we're talking, but I looked at their remaining schedule the other night after that game. I don't see but two wins left on there. <laughs> Vanderbilt's terrible, so that's going to be 50-50. They're not going to beat Alabama. They're not going to beat Georgia. They're not going to beat Florida. They're going to beat Chattanooga next week. They will not beat Florida. They're off after that. Then they have Georgia. They're not going to win it. So, I, all right. So we're sitting at one and one and five. That's kind of State. generous if you think they're going to beat uh, Chattanooga. Mississippi State's going to kill them. Alabama after that. South Carolina. That Ooh. they're not going to beat Ooh. South Carolina. They'll beat UAB. Kentucky's a young team is coming around. After I saw Missouri, Missouri looks decent. Then they've got Vanderbilt. Like I said, 
two, three wins? Does he keep his job? Well, I mean, obviously, who else are they going to hire? They've tried to hire everybody in the country. They should have just hired Mike Leach. And I agree. That is not set up, but that is the point that I wanted to try to make. They, sh- What in the world were they thinking? I don't know, but when you go and hire these coordinators and you think that's going to be like a perfect situation, I mean, Kirby Smart is a good example of it working, but some of these other coordinators get in there, Derek Mason and Matt Luke and some of these guys, and they don't have a clue. But I'll tell you who my new, my new team is Maryland. Maryland. They're, they're my new pony for the year. Yeah, they hired yeah, they, that. Um, they hired uh, Bama's offensive coordinator as the head coach, and got that kid transferred. He was committed to Alabama, and he transferred when the coach left to Maryland. And they are tearing people up, son. I'm talking about just boat race. It's, Maryland it's, it's is ugly. a Maryland. Maryland's a fine example of corporate money propping up a program. You know, you got Nike at Oregon. We've got Under Armour at Maryland. Yeah. A lot of money going through that school. A whole lot. And, you know, they um they got they got a lot going on, man. Mike Leach, man. He is he is what Tennessee needed. It may not have been what they wanted, but it is look, when you've been going through troubling years as long as Tennessee yeah. has now you need some excitement. Mike Leach would have brought excitement by scoring points. He may have lost some games. It may have been shootouts. But in a in a in the SEC East, you need to score. You can you need to score a lot of points. Yeah, yeah because but, the bottom I mean, the, there's two or three good teams, and after that, you, you got Florida and Georgia. After that, it's nothing. Yeah, and, you know, I, Mike Leach is a good coach. I don't care what anybody says, and he's a genius. So, I mean, you know, worst-case scenario, you get a good coach in there, win six, seven, eight games, you know, and, and the fan base still wouldn't be happy is the sad part. But look look where look where we are now. I mean, you've got an unproven coordinator in there. You, you know, Tennessee always can recruit talent. But when your offensive-defensive line is getting blown up by Georgia State, and I know Georgia State played the game of their lives, but that doesn't matter. They're getting blown up. And then you and then you go, and everybody's like, well, the quarterback's not good. Well, maybe, but is he better than BYU's and Georgia State? I mean, who who how, how many times can we blame this on the kids? How many times can we blame this on people saying they're not, um, you know, they're not playing hard or they're not, that you know they're not good enough or whatever. Well, what's good enough for you guys? Like, what do you have to do to beat a team you pay eight hundred thousand dollars to come in and play you on the first game that won two games last year? Like, what's it gonna take? Like, who has the answers? If all these fans that are so pissed off, if they've got all the answers, then why don't they, you know, why don't they do something about it? It's like I told I was at my kids' soccer game Saturday morning nine o'clock. All right. You know they're like, they're eight, so they I mean they just run up and down and shoot and just run back and try and get the ball. I mean you know it's not really that organized, you know. And not like I this guy's got me helping him coach, which is a mistake because I know about as much about soccer as, <laughs> as you do you you do about Chick Fil A. But so so anyway, so I'm down there helping him coach, 
and there, and the, there's a young girl that's refereeing, okay? They're probably paying her 10 bucks, okay, to referee the game. She's out there running up and down with these kids, helping the kids. Like, when they would mess up on a throw-in or something, instead of turning the ball over, she would teach them, like, or be like, you know, you can't cross the line, feet together, blah, blah, blah. Well, this other coach is screaming at her the whole game. The whole game. And finally, I had hit my limit. Like, I could not take any more of this guy. And I, I walked over there, and I said, hey, buddy. I said, you see that girl right there in that yellow shirt? He said, yeah. I said, she's the referee. You don't have to yell at her and try and get the call changed. He was like, well, I, I can see it from here. I said, buddy, it's across the field. It's obvious what you're doing. I said, if you want a referee instead of coach, call the, call the office and get a yellow jersey and referee. You're not the ref. You're a coach, for God's sake. Shut up and quit yelling. And uh, we didn't talk after that. But he quit. He quit. He quit yelling. He was like, seriously, like their team would kick it out of the bounds, like down there trying to score. You know, that's a goal kick most places. I know that much. And he's screaming at her, corner kick, red ball, red ball. And I'm like, dude, shut up or go get a jersey. If you want to ref, that's fine. But you better be on the field running up and down. I was pissed. My mom, my, my, my mom, my mom told uh, Liz, she was like, you need to text Rob right now and tell him to stop. And they were on, they were on the other, they were on the other side of the field. They couldn't even hear me. They could just tell by my motions that it was not good. I mean, I can't, dude, quit yelling at the ref. I mean, like, dude, I hate people like that. Just go, if it's that bad, dude, go volunteer. Maybe he might have called the office this morning, but like, you know, the other coach told me that I needed to volunteer to ref, so I think I'm going to do that instead of coach. And if I see him out there, that'll be great. Then he can call it all he wants. Oh, God. Dude, they're, dude, they're eight. They're eight years old. This isn't the World Cup, okay? Like, if you get a bad call in eight-year-old soccer, you don't yell. You don't say anything because nobody, the kids don't even know it's a bad call. You just go on with it. Sitting out there yelling at a young girl that was 16 or something, making 10 freaking bucks probably, maybe less than that, refereeing a game running all over the place. And he's sitting there hollering at her like an idiot. Red ball, red ball, red ball. I was like, dude, shut up. I'm going to assume that eight-year-old soccer they know three things. Run up and down the field, kick the ball, kick it in the net, and try to steal it from somebody that's taking it to the other end. Any yeah, more? There's a, there's, a, there's a number four. It's what did the parents bring for snacks after the game. And I hope they got the good juice like Gatorade and not some crappy box drink. And I hope they got some good food. That's basically what this all boils down to. Oh, man, you know, there's nothing worse than to have the parent that's a health nut and them to press their beliefs on the other kids. When they bring snacks, it's awful. Like wheat wheat crisp and water. Like, they don't want water. They're eight. They want, like, they they want something that has taste. Like, they don't want water. Like, they don't have to drink water. My kids... My kids are so wild, they probably burn, like, 17,000 calories and sugar a day. Like, they, 
Like, you're not going to hurt them by letting them have some freaking sugar. <laughs> oh, God. I'm, I'm sorry. I'd never imagined this podcast episode going into soccer and Rob coaching soccer. Yeah, I have no business being out there. Like, none. Like, I should be on the sideline just, like, sitting there watching. But they've got me out there, like, basically, I'm just like his, like, he was like, I'm going to let him play the whole half. I was like, you're going to let six kids play the whole first half and six kids play the second half for 25 minutes, bub? And he was like, oh. I was like, I'm going to set the timer for six minutes, which will give them all four times, you know, two breaks, and we're going to go by that. He's like, oh, that's a good idea. I was like, well, yeah, you don't want to kill them. It's 115 degrees. So, so yeah, that that's what I did Saturday morning. That's how I started my Saturday off. So it's pretty exciting. Pretty so, exciting stuff. I, I, I've got to ask you about this. There, there was a picture posted on Duck South of a truck with feet, feet hanging, we banging. Compliment yes, or... Are you mad because they stole it? Uh, you know, Roger stole it last year. So if anybody should be in trouble, they should be sued, basically. If there's any lawyers in this listen to this podcast that want to sue Rogers for stealing our line, then that would be good because maybe they would give us some shotgun shells or something to make up for it. I'd be fine with that. I'd settle for some bullets. I would think you know, it's, a, it, it's a mix of both. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, look, a sticker you got made up at your at your buddy's embroidery shop, you know, it is not that big of a deal. When you print fifteen thousand hoodies with it on there, that pisses me off. But I mean, you know, whatever. I mean, it's not patented. I mean, you know, people people make up fake DU stickers and Drake stickers all the time. I mean, it's you know, the duck hunting starter pack is a Drake sticker, a Drake license plate. A dog named Drake, and obviously all of the butt flaps you can buy. Did you? So, hey, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was just saying, you know, that's that's pretty much the starter pack. And some people, instead of buying the Drake stickers, you know, just have their buddy print them some. So, I mean, I, I don't know. Like the guy got it printed. I mean, hey, I I appreciate it. I guess it's a compliment. I don't know. He had it oh. on that Dodge, so there's there's no way we'll ever catch him until it breaks down. Uh, I would keep my compliment on. I mean, my thoughts on the Dodge to myself. But hey, did you know that the Cowboys won the Super Bowl yesterday? Yeah, according to Facebook, they did. They did, man. They beat they beat a poor New York Giants team. One that I think that they are playing with Ole Miss's defense. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm kind of happy about our defense. You think Arkansas's cursed? You think after the debacle of the the public land snatch in Arkansas that they are now cursed and it's going on to the football team? Absolutely. It happened to the baseball team, too. They may be they had the, the poorest SEC football team I've ever seen play. 
you're saying you think they're worse than Tennessee right now? I do. Did you watch the Tennessee game? I did. Tennessee had a chance. They had they had that game won. The Arkansas game, the Ole Miss Arkansas game, should have been like fifty five to seven. But we're dude. We got new coordinators, new schemes. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be okay. We're not gonna we're not gonna win a whole bunch of games, but we're gonna it's gonna it's gonna be better. It's not it's not the end of the world. I'm glad we beat them though. It's nice being in first place in the SEC West right now. Uh, till next week, but it's it's just um you know it's 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 just it's gonna be a process. What's funny to me is is that we suck, and we're dealing with NCAA sh- uh, sanctions. You know, Tennessee sucks and Arkansas sucks, and they didn't even get in trouble. They haven't even gotten in trouble or penalized for anything, and they're horrible. And I mean, look, BYU's not bad, but when you go to Neyland Stadium with a hundred and fifty five thousand people wearing deer hunting gear. That's not an easy place to play. I still think Auburn's probably the toughest place to play based on people that I've talked to that actually played football. I'm not talking about these booger-eater fans. But, you you know, you go into Knoxville and you win a game like that, you know, and they should have been jacked up after the Georgia State game. Like, the coaches should have had them on point. So I don't want to hear any excuses from any Tennessee fan unless they're finding, trying to find a new team. I recommend Maryland. Wyoming, uh, either of those two would be a great wagon to jump on right now because uh, Maryland is going to beat everybody by 40. Wyoming. I'm not asking – yeah, don't don't say. Easy on Wyoming now. They're my dogs. I'm not asking people to go to Walmart and buy an Alabama sweater. That's not what I'm asking. I'm just saying find a team that's out of your conference that nobody else cares about and just root for them because rooting for the Vols is not going to cut it this year. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. You could tell yourself they're going to win their win out and all that if you want to. But it's not going to happen. Look, none of you've these, got friends. Coordinators. You've got friends that are that probably keep up with Tennessee through these different uh oh. like Rivals oh, and oh, oh you know all that kind of uh, stuff. Yeah, what, did, what information? What what information? Really, what what are they saying? Is it something going on in the locker room? Is it the coaching? All, 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 I, all I'm hearing is is that the quarterback sucks, and that you can um you can read the plays that Cheney's calling. Like when they run a certain running play, the way they set up on their formation, you know it's a run. Like they haven't done any play action or any passing plays out of the run formations, and every defensive coordinator that's not an idiot can pick up on that. I mean, fans are picking up on it for God's sake. So you got Cheney, he's you know he's whatever. Did they did they get Chavis back? I don't know, but anyway, their defense is laughable. They've got Pruitt, who I thought was like a defensive genius. You know, like, what are they doing with these kids? Like, how are you getting pushed off the ball by by two teams in a row at home? It's not like, you know, it's not like they played somebody in the first game like Miami or somebody random that's decent. They played Georgia State. They won two games last year. Two. Two. And the game was worse than the score showed. And then you played BYU and you should have won, but you didn't. So, what do you... At what, at what point do you say, yeah, you're right, we suck? And Rusty will admit that. But the funniest thing is that me and Church went to the 
to our little wing spot Saturday night. And the Ole Miss game was on, the Tennessee game was on, and the Penn State game was on. Church is the worst sports fan. He likes the Cubs, Penn State, and somebody else that's just ridiculous. Like, how do you how do you be from how are you from here and like Penn State and the Cubs? Like, how does that happen? So anyway, so we're watching the games. Of course, me and him are betting on all of them. So there's like you know it's like 99% Tennessee fans in there. And every time BYU did something good, he would clap. I thought they were gonna kill us. I was just sitting there like, oh, we're fixing to get we're fixing to get run out of here. And like some people were joking about it. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, look, man, I just don't like your team. And they're like, we're gonna win. They're getting all excited every time they get a first down. And the whole place would erupt. I was like, you got eight yards. It was second and one. What we? What? Why are you cheering like this? I th- I mean. I don't know. I had to get out of there. I, I mean, I was afraid we were going to get shot. I still think I don't know. Like, Tennessee. They may be, and I mean, I don't know how to even compare that. But I know who they who did Arkansas play versus Portland State. Yep. Or somebody like that. Like it was somebody really bad, and they struggled against them too. But at least they didn't lose. Well, the quarterback that came in for Arkansas in the second half looked a lot better than the guy that started out. Yeah, well, I hope he got his out of. I hope he's not from Arkansas and he's got his user permit. You think they get a waiver? Cause he's not, hey, because he's not going to be going to a bowl game, so I have plenty of time to go hunting. I mean, you got Thanksgiving break. And you're done with football. You're not going bowling, buddy. You're not going to the 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 Poland Weed Eater Bowl or the High Sea Fruit Punch Bowl. You're not going, buddy. You're going hunting. So yeah. So there's that. Do you know? Do, do you know? Did you do you know how Alabama covered the first half in the first quarter? Have you heard this yet? I have not. All right, so you know that's always my gruesome guarantee. I play it every week, okay? Last week it lost, and I was worried because of Sarkeesian. I thought, yeah, he's not that great of offensive coordinator, and this is going to be scary. But anyway, it's 14. All right, the line's 14, okay? Bama scores on the first play of the game. It was a 76-yard run, okay? So it's 7 to nothing with 14 minutes and 48 seconds left. And I'm like, perfect. You know, surely they can score twice more. You know, cover because I had the over, which was 14 and a half. Well, anyway, long story short, there's like seven minutes left. They score again. It's 14 to nothing. I'm like, all right, let's get a hold and score here. I swear they go three and out, I think, three times in a row. Tua was throwing the ball like five feet over people's wide. I mean, I'm talking, when I say wide open, I'm saying like I could have caught it and ran in the end zone. He was throwing it over and all kinds of stuff. I was like, crap, I'm going to push the quarterback, but I'm going to lose the the over bet, and I need them to score for the second half bet, which I also had. Well, there's like a minute and 22 seconds left, and they get the ball back. Um, whoever they're playing, New Mexico State punts it. They get a pretty good return. They're, they get down to like the Georgia's, I mean, the New Mexico State, like 35, okay? And there's like there's like 40 seconds left, and they run the damn ball. And I'm like, oh, no, it's over, like. God, I thought this was for sure. I thought we were good. The clock's ticking. Tua lines up. He's got um, Simpson or whatever, Robinson on his left side. 
I'm like, they're going to run it and just go the second quarter. He play actions and throws a 37-yard touchdown pass with no time left. There was zero on the clock. And so I won the first quarter and the over. Okay, fast forward to the, second, to the first half. It's 35 to nothing, okay? There's a minute left. The line's 35 and a half. Somehow, Alabama gets the ball back and gets it down to, like, the 30. And I'm like, oh, God. Because Alabama kickers, you know, are known for being horrible. And I'm like, please score a touchdown so we don't have to wait on this guy to kick. Well, guess what happens? Third and four from the 33, they get a one-yard game, line up for a 51-yard field goal, and make it to go up 38 to nothing at the half. That's how I covered those. I, I, I was so messed up, I, I didn't know what to do. I was looking for Benadryl or something to calm me down. So that, that's, that's how those covered, if that tells you anything. They were, it was scary. Scary. So, so for everybody that uh, went with me on uh, that, congratulations. Sorry for the heart attack. Man, I am looking at the week three schedule. See, yeah. maybe an interesting game in Kansas State and Mississippi State. You got Alabama and South Carolina and Florida and Kentucky. That's it. Yeah, you know, it takes it takes a few weeks to get into, you know, something worth watching. But I'm glad we went ahead and played Arkansas. Um, you know, I'm glad they still didn't make up for fourth and 25, but at least, you know, at least we beat them. And we're not good. So if we beat them 31 to 11 or whatever it was, then they might want to – Chad Morris might want to break out the rest of that playbook. I'm I'm like you, though. I'm going to go back to something you originally said, that the most interesting game coming up this week is Chattanooga at Tennessee. Seriously. If, if, if – tell- Big if. If they lose that game, it's over. They don't win a game. They got well. If they lose that game, he's got to be fired. And I and I like Pruitt, and I think he did a good job last year. But I don't understand, you know, how the season started. How you can continue to, you know, if you you lose to Chattanooga, you're zero and three, and you haven't played anybody, then you got major major issues going on. And I understand the kids got to play, but the coaches got to coach too. And you know, when you line up in the same formation every down, how are you going to blame the quarterback? The defense knows what's coming. It doesn't matter if you got freaking Peyton Manning back there if, if they know what's coming. There's only so much he can do. And I understand he's probably not the best, and they may have somebody better. I don't know. I don't keep up with that. You know, they got a long way to go. I, I hope Jesse's. I hope Jesse's okay. I hope he stays with them. You know, his he's uh him and Essie's were really getting at it earlier this year about that state Tennessee game. I think that. I saw somewhere I think Estes posted that you can get tickets to that game now for a six pack of Natty Natterdays. We'll get you in the gate. <laughs> and straight to the bathroom. Yeah. You you bring you donate two canned goods to Rifa and you get in the game or you can bring a six pack of Natterdays. Either one gets you in the game. Oh man. Ah. So yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I I feel I feel like they're going to have a long season. See, Chattanooga is one and one. They beat uh, Southern Illinois and lost to Jacksonville State last week. 
Yeah. It should be. In, like I said, they, if Tennessee were to slip up and lose that, I, should, I say that is a bad word to use. If they were to lose that game, oof. Who Man. pays for that? Does Chattanooga have to pay them? Because they, I mean, they're both state schools. Like, how does that work out? Like, I don't understand. Like, I, I don't know. Georgia, I State, like Georgia that, State got like a million, didn't they? 800,000. Wow. And they almost lost to Furman uh, Saturday. I mean, of course, mm. it was a huge letdown game. The letdown game was there because they, you know, they just beat Tennessee, which was their biggest win in program history. Um. So yeah, it was a letdown factor, but they still didn't. They didn't look too sharp against Furman. I think that Kansas State, your your second favorite child in college football, Kansas State could beat Mississippi State. It's possible. Is that hundred and seventy seven year old coach still there? Don Snyder, Dan Snyder, Snyder, whatever his name is. Uh. No, Chris Kleiman. Okay, I was about to say that guy's that guy's so old that I don't know if he needs to be out there. If he gets hit, somebody hits him on the sideline, he'll break every bone in his body. But you know, Mississippi State's quarterback went out the other day. Yeah, Jesus. was that that kid from Transfer. Penn State that they got? Yeah, yeah. that kid from Penn State. I bet he sleeps on Joe Moorhead's couch. Nobody says anything. If if Stevens doesn't come back, it could it could be a long season for Mississippi State the rest of the year. I don't look. I don't think they've got it made by any means. I mean, I'm glad I'm glad they're where they are. But I I yeah no they're they're not no. It's like I said at the first of the season. All the Mississippi teams suck. It's going to be how it is. Memphis is better than people think. Everybody's like, oh, you got beat by Memphis. Yeah, we got beat by five. It was 15 to 10. It wasn't like we got beat by 40. There's going to be some teams here coming up, like State and all these other ones that are going to get a reality check pretty quick. Mm. Well, hey, are you planning on doing any teal hunting? Because y'all are about to open up, correct? I never early hunt. I go, I'm go. i going to Canada. I'm not, I'm not going out there with cotton mouse and – Water moccasins to kill a freaking wood duck or a teal. Like I'm a, I'm about them, I'm about them butter balls. I'm not worried about no stinking teal. When are you leaving to like, go to Canada? First October. Ah. Freelance this with, year. Are you? Are y'all going with the same guy you went with last year? We're going back with Boat Paradise. Okay. It's going to be prime rib night, boys. You know what happens on prime rib night? You know, when, when, I put, just... when, I, when I put together those favorites of Rob Groom episodes of Mondays with Rob this summer, and I just thought about it. You know, one of the my most favorite things that you ever talked about on this podcast was when you were in Canada last year. You remember that podcast episode? Yeah, of course I do. You, you talked about uh, the the yearling ducks and, and you hitting the hitting down on the the cut down call, and you like 
they just they fall out of the sky because what what is that yeah it, it, it completely mesmerized them and it was prime rib night so like when we were goose hunting and stuff in the mornings you know i'd be like you know we'd say shoot and i'd kind of you know like because i mean the guys i go with they're like they're a little older like my dad and his buddies so i like I get it, man. Yeah, when I was like 16, yeah, I was the first one up to shoot, and I'd be, I'd run that thing to the plug before anybody else shot. But now I'm like, it's a freaking goose, whatever. And so I kind of take my time a little bit and try and, you know, be kind of somewhat respectful unless I'll shoot at the same time. By God, when it was prime rib night, I was right back to 18 years old. I was hitting them with that. I was hitting them with that uh, Rolling Thunder original. And they, was, they were coming in so close, they were lightning. I was shooting them on the ground. They were like, are you not going to shoot them in the air? I was like, hell no, I'm not shooting them in the air. It's prime rib night. I'm not missing that. Can you imagine? There was some, there were some, some Cajuns in there. See, they, t- they, they take two groups at a time. And there were some Cajuns in there. And I was like, they're going to eat all the prime rib, boys. we got to kill these things and get out of there. I was just mowing them down. I was letting them light and just skillet shooting four at a time. I was like, come on. We got four more, boys. I mean, we were shooting them at like eight steps. So, I mean, like, you could, I mean, I was like, come on, we got to get out of here. It's five o'clock. Prime Rib's at 5 30. So, I'm really excited about Prime Rib night this year. I may not even hunt the afternoon if it's going to be cutting it close like last year. So, man, I can't believe that I didn't put that in. the favorite parts of the Mondays with Rob when I put those yeah. episodes out because that was one of the that was one of the good ones. You need to go back and find that. But if you're listening to this, you need to go back and find that episode from last year when Rob was in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was a pretty important thing to me, man. I like prime rib. And who doesn't? Oh, well, any picks besides first half, first quarter, first half, Alabama? Give me a couple of picks before we go. Yeah, that number's not out yet. The top, the main number on it is 26. I'm expecting the first quarter to be like six and a half and the half like probably 15 or 14 and a half, something like that. But anyway, um, let's see. You think it'll be that high with Alabama at South Carolina? Yeah. Yeah, I think South Carolina's pretty decent from what I've seen, but I don't – I mean, Alabama's defense and their offense, they're still – what I mean, they're not going to let somebody – I mean, Saban's been looking at South Carolina since week one. He's not worried about Georgia State and whoever they played. So, I mean, it's not like he's not going to be ready and have them ready. Now, whether South Carolina's ready, I don't know. And they may hold it close. They probably cover the game. I don't like Alabama to ever cover a game. But first quarter, first half looks pretty good. I'm trying to think of who else plays that I saw on there. Oh, the Texans tonight. You go get grandmama's piggy bank. The Texans. Larry Tunsil got traded to the Texans, one of your favorite players. Talking about sleeping on the couch. He, He is one of my favorite players. He's awesome. He's awesome. He got a bad deal in the draft, but I hope I hope hope he does well for the Texans. Let's see. I wonder who Maryland plays this weekend. My new team. Ooh, they play Temple. Lock it up, boys. Let's see 
see here. The line is Temple plus eight, Maryland minus nine. Oh, yeah, minus eight. Yeah, go ahead and wrap that up now. They're going to destroy them. Trying to find your lines. Jeez. That's I got, old I got stuff. Seven. Well, the current line right now is eight on Temple for Maryland. Maryland's my new homeboys, man. They're awesome. I love them. Love them. Um, Arkansas, Georgia, yeah, you might want to take the Bulldogs on that one. Arkansas State? Oh, yeah, it is State. Sorry, I thought it was Arkansas. <laughs> UCF has been beating the crap out of everybody. Stafford's pretty good, though. Uh, LSU. Woo. Woo. LSU is playing Northwestern State. Well, LSU got my attention against Texas, but why did Tom Herman not kick two field goals inside of the 10? Did he really think he was going to run it up the gut against LSU's defensive line? Was he really thinking that was going to happen? Did you know he did that? No, I did not. He went, all okay, I saw, they had the ball, they had the ball all first saw, and goal. The only thing the first that quarter. really, really caught my eye in that game was the quarterback's mom and girlfriend. I was more worried about the mom. Uh, yeah, I wasn't going to bring it up, but since you did, that was uh, some good TV shots. Anyway, uh, they got first quarter, they intercepted the pass like in the red zone. They had it on, they were in, they were first and goal, okay? They run the ball, or they pass the ball in completion. They run the ball two times in a row and just get completely destroyed. They're, it's first and goal from the three at this point, and they run it right at, right at LSU which is a horrible idea because their defensive line is the best in the country. And, of course, they get stopped on fourth down. LSU gets the ball. Somehow they stop LSU, get the ball back. Same thing happens. Go down, get the ball first and goal, and don't kick a field goal again. They lost by seven. I had them plus six and a half. If they would have kicked one of those field goals, I'd have covered. If they'd have kicked both of them, they'd have only been down one. And they could have gone for two on one of their touchdowns. I mean, I don't understand that. But I'm not a coach, and Tom Herman makes like five, seven million a year or something. I'm like, oh, watch out! I got another play. Ring the bell. UVA's playing Florida State. They're gonna kill them. Oh, man, I think two teams State that I really, State. really, oh man, two teams I really, really feel bad for right now is Tennessee and Florida State. <laughs> Florida State's bad. I'm pretty sure that Florida State and Tennessee would be a hell of a football game. Florida State wasn't this bad when when Bowden, you know, those last couple of years when everybody knew it was done, they were going to let him go out on his own terms. Yeah. They weren't this bad then. They're bad. Besides Cam Mason, yeah, you I take him off that team, they don't score a point. I wish he was on almost so bad. The um, Yeah, I mean, they're – it's hard to imagine them being this bad. And, you know, Taggart said it was like his dream job and all this, but he might should have stayed down in South Florida. Yeah. I don't know what his buyout is, but we're going to find out in about two weeks. Interim head coach for Florida State, formerly with Greasem Outfitters. Oh, that'd be awesome. Kind of find that. I'm trying to find that line. I, 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 maybe Tennessee, they don't give Tennessee a line because it is southeastern Louisiana. I mean, not. That's, all, that's who Ole Miss is playing this weekend. Tennessee's playing Chattanooga. But I, I can't seem to find a line on that one. Well, I can find it. 
Um, they might not have released it yet because is, is Chattanooga D one or D two? That's what I'm thinking. I don't know, but I I know that you know they're. I don't. See. You know we're talking. I can't believe you I think Arkansas one. is worse. Than, I can't believe that you think that Arkansas is worse than Tennessee. Tennessee's favored by twenty four. Well, by God, if they can't figure that out, then we got problems. Twenty four. Here's Mississippi State. Uh, it looks like Kansas State is favored by six. Woo! Can't be right, is it? I, I wasn't expecting that. Interstate's minus six. No, Mississippi well, I State's. Expect- yeah. I, I, I never would think. They must know that Stevens is out then. Yeah, probably. Maybe they have. And that's one thing about them. it. Like, you, that's one thing about it. You could trick a lot of people. You're not going to trick Vegas. Yeah, I'm showing. <laughs> but, but, no, I'm showing. On Kansas State and Mississippi State, I'm showing uh, State minus eight at William Hill book right now. Yeah, this is this is backwards because let me turn my phone. Yep. State yeah, Mississippi State favorite. Well, it's eight now, but still, I don't know if he got hurt. That didn't he come back in? Uh, last I heard, the third string was in. Holy mackerel, Arkansas is favored this week by 10. Who in the world are they playing? Colorado State. Well, they must suck. I mean, they must have they must have 22 of their starters on the injured reserve or something. They said the great Jerry Jones was in Oxford this weekend. You know, his oh. grandson is playing, playing for Arkansas, the quarterback. Right. They said that he flew in for the game and left pretty quick. Imagine. All right, well, Rob. I don't know how. I have enjoyed it. Go ahead. Do you got one more thing? No, I think I'm going to let that one go till next week. All right, bud. Well, I've enjoyed it. Sorry, it was too, more man. college football talk than normal, but, hey, it's that time of the year. Rob and I both enjoy football. I think that you got a great Mondays with Rob part when he talked about soccer. (laughs) (laughs) Epic Rant will make the greatest hits of Mondays with Rob in 2019-2020. Hi, bud. Well, I've enjoyed it. You have a good rest of the week. We'll talk to you soon. We want to thank all of you that listened to this edition of the End of the Line podcast powered by DuckSouth.com. <laughs> <laughs>